Welcome to the Sensual Artistry Podcast, exploring erotic awakenings and liberated love. I'm your host, Luna Agnea, a sensual arts and intimacy facilitator, relationship coach, tantrika, and artist with a passion for the path of liberation through love. In this podcast, you will receive first-hand stories of sacred erotic awakenings, transformational experiences, and love that goes beyond limits. This podcast is here to inspire, educate, and awaken your own sensual artist, because when you liberate your eros, you liberate your life. Hey everyone, welcome to our first episode, first official episode of the Sensual Artistry Podcast. Uh, I'm your host Luna here and today I'm joined by my partner, Tristan. Thanks for having me. Yay! <laughs> we live together. Yeah, we live together. We're in our room. Um, yeah, so we thought that... Yeah, we would have an episode just sort of sharing a bit about our relationship journey, um, doing a bit of storytelling about some of the kind of pivotal points in our relationship and how we've kind of learned and grown together just for people that are curious because, yeah, there's been some interesting uh, interesting things that have happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Many. <laughs> yeah. So for people that want a bit of context, yeah, Tristan is an amazing human, born in Perth as well. Like me, I didn't think I would ever meet a, a life partner in my hometown, but I did. Um, and yeah, he lived in Sydney and Melbourne and has traveled around quite a bit. He's a burner. He used to do burners without borders, fun stuff. Um, yeah, he now does the Alchemical Coach Academy. He helps me with my marketing and kind of getting my shit together, um, all my creative chaos. He's someone that helps me organize it so that things happen. Uh, he also helps me facilitate um, because he's also a tantriker and loves doing the work. Anything else you want to say? No, just stepping out into the facilitator space more and more these days, which is why it's great to work with you on projects like this podcast and and all the other events and workshops and online courses you run. And uh, yeah, it's, um, it's great. So Tristan and I met uh, during COVID pandemic lockdowny times. Early days yeah. when it was all kicking off. Yeah, so um, we met because, yeah, I was meant to be just stopping off in Perth to meet, um, yeah, to meet my nephew and see my family and then, um, yeah, I was meant to be running a retreat in Bali and then everything got cancelled and, uh, yeah, so I got kind of locked down in Australia and then uh, my friend Sanya, who I made the Art of Tantric Kink with, uh, we'd been in Kobanyang together and then, uh, yeah, she also was like kind of stuck and didn't know where to go, so I was like, oh, I'll come to Australia and anyway, we were like, on the beach checking out like a dating app being like oh if we're gonna be here a while are there any babes around and then she's like hey i know this guy like i'm pretty sure i know him from melbourne like he's one of the tantra guys and used to date this hell witchy chick and i was like there's a guy in perth that like just dated tantra bitches before like hook us up let's meet him and well there was one there was one yeah <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, we, we needed some assistance while we were filming the Art of Tantric King because it was it's really hard to do it when it's like just you and the other person filming it. So we asked him to come hang out. So and... I get this invitation from two <laughs> lovely humans to film their Art of Tantric King videos. So I uh, kindly obliged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, cute guy, and you know, would you like to come film us while we flog each other and get kinky? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then him and I were chatting and flirting a bit, and then I needed a place to stay because I didn't want to stay with my parents since uh, the pandemic kept going. Uh, and then he said that they needed a housemate, so I moved in, and then I was like, oh, shit, I'm moving in with this hot guy, and, like, you don't bang housemates, so now I'm going to have to, like, tone this down. And I was really sexually frustrated by this point because it had been now a few months with no sex, and then suddenly I'm living in a share house with this guy that I'm totally hot for but um, was putting personal boundaries because, yeah, it's, it's complicated when you bang your house mates as we discover <laughs> yeah but it was armageddon time so you know we were, we were, <laughs> we're apocalypse all, buddies apocalypse buddies so we're leaning on the edge of well we're locked down so well, we're coming out of lockdown then but anyway it's still definitely a consideration yeah so there was a lot of sexual tension for a while and i had to also um, have the fun pleasure of watching your fuck buddies <laughs> coming over and you having fun while i'm just like exploding from levels of horny <laughs> and totally crushing it wasn't just that he was a babe like also i was like like, wow, we both really like drum and bass. We both like um, tantra and magic and weird shit. And I don't know, like just super compatible. But We bonded on many levels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, we eventually ended up uh, crossing over into the lover's realm. Very hesitantly, though. We were both coming from very, I use the word consciously, but, uh, you know, very, very considered perspectives on how we wanted to relate um, we're very on the on very same page, the same page as each other in terms of being very, um, I guess, overly cautious around mm. not falling into the patterns that we had in previous relationships and not, uh, you know, not living them out in in new ones. So we, yeah, we 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 treaded very lightly, didn't we? Yeah, especially like I had said that I was not going to get in a relationship for the next year. Um, I had just got out of a four year very intense relationship um, and it was only January that I last had hooked up with my ex um, even though we'd stopped dating a few months before but you know it was still very fresh I still had a lot of heartbreak and um, woundings and stuff and I was still trying to like reclaim like who I was um, so you know my plan was just to like casually date um, which is also why I had resistance to him because I was like oh <laughs> like I could tell straight away actually like I, I was joking about it to people but I'm like oh I'm totally in love with my housemate and like when I would talk about him and stuff I was like oh yeah like he's not someone that I think I would just bang like I, I think he would be like relationship quality um yeah so we, we tread really carefully it was actually interesting because it was one of the first times that like it was a while before we had sex even after we first kissed and kind of started um like this kind of erotic energy flowing and romantic side like we actually you know had full talks first about what's the meaning what's the intention like talking about all sexual history stis partners like doing the full full spiel and taking it really slow which was um 
sexy as well as frustrating <laughs> because I wanted to die right in there. Frustratingly sexy. Yeah, but I think it really set a different tone for our relationship because it wasn't just like, oh yeah, we're just like diving in and like letting ourselves just like go into, you know, that new relationship energy um, bubble of like hormonal whatever. Like we were both really like, hey, like we've been burned by this kind of thing before. We want to come at it in a new conscious way so yeah I found that really interesting and we both really had this intention of wanting healing like I remember that was something in our first talk that came up was like you know we're not interested in just like sex for the sake of sex play well sometimes you know but not in this dynamic and um, that we both were wanting to work on like healing old stories and um, repatterning and having that like evolutionary kind of intention for our relationship yeah, and when you when you get into new relationships, like you said, all the all the all the chemistry is taking over your body, and it can kind of hijack your brain a little bit. So mm. I think, you know, my patterning had been that I I jumped headfirst into relationships and got really caught up in that uh, in that romantic period, and and it didn't often lead to the most uh, the deepest connection. What am I trying to say there? It was. Yeah, like kind of ran away from me and and my partners to the point you had to kind of stop and then catch up. Whereas this kind of this, this you know kind of leading with a little a little bit of the head, letting the letting the, letting the heart um, follow a little bit in that early stages was really really useful to you know yeah yeah repatterning some of those. And especially since we were living in the same house, so we're like, oh gosh, if we dive head in and then this all goes pear-shaped, then, yeah. you know, it's going to be really awkward and it's really hard to find a share house in the middle <laughs> of a pandemic. And yeah, so there's a lot to consider. And um, yeah, so I don't know we kind of like stepped carefully. And I remember with, like when we finally did like admit that we were in love and stuff, we actually were doing a Easter online festival and we got like... Oh, a, you're skipping the good part. Let's, oh yeah, what's so the we, good part? We finally, after all... All this, con- all this talking, all this building up of the eros and not, and like, it, we finally got into it and we had some great sex and it yeah. was all the things we thought it would be and it was more, all the more powerful because of this build up, like you mm. said, and and uh, and yeah, really, really served us well. To kind of had an amazing foundation already to kind of go from there, and and it was so, it was a bit more unbridled in a sense because we just had that clearing beforehand to just yeah. jump into it and yeah oh yeah that was some beautiful times <laughs> even with a teenager living in the room next to us <laughs> and us trying to be quiet <laughs> uh, but yeah there was there was just such a like powerful energy between us like even the first time that we were cuddling like the first night that we kind of connected like I felt myself being like energetically penetrated like without it being like a tantric practice that we were doing, like even just being around each other, I was like, whoa, this is some serious stuff here. I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but it's powerful. And that's what was putting me in resistance too. But yeah, we eventually got there. And also there was a lot of resistance because I was wanting to go back to Europe and I was hoping to be getting on a flight at some point soon. And, you know, so there was also this like resistance to diving in, um, you know, but yeah, we, we just had to really surrender to it. Like it just kept coming up over and over that, you know, I was 
not wanting to fall in love and be in a long-term relationship. I was not wanting to be with someone in Perth. I was not wanting to be staying in Perth longer. Like I was in so much resistance, but then like the power of the love and the connection between us, I found was just so like overwhelming that I just kept having to surrender to love, which I think is really different because a lot of people like they want to fall in love. They want to build a relationship. And it was interesting to be on the other side of like, actually like I'm a bit cautious of this. I'm a bit, like wary um but the force of the connection was just so overwhelming that i couldn't deny anymore and i just had to like go for it um and and dive in and yeah i think it was similar for you yeah dive in we did yeah and yeah so we you know did lots of like tantric practices and had a little retreat weekend when we finally admitted that we're in love with each other and it was yeah some pretty interesting things that was a beautiful weekend yeah oh yeah the spa yeah mm. yeah <laughs> and yeah just we did, really created a beautiful space for us to kind of explore areas of each other's we knew we were very real and part of our own experiences leading up to that relationship but really bringing them out into that space and um Yeah, so that weekend was really interesting. Um, yeah, we were doing this online festival, lots of like different practices and yeah, like we, we already had such a great erotic connection and, you know, we got along well, like lots of great discussions and philosophy and um, diving into the nature of reality and all this stuff. But then we were both like really were kind of blocking our hearts. And I remember doing a... A practice where you know we're going through like breathing into the base and um into your root and then into the heart and into the mind and you know the three centers practice and like just having some guidance around like what is it that your heart like um you know isn't expressing or you know like what is your heart like holding back and it was just so clear to me it's like that i'm fucking in love with this guy and i want to be able to say i love you and i want to be able to shower but i was like i i had this story that he didn't want to receive that love and that like that love wasn't welcome because he'd been like i don't know said things uh, previously about not being interested in a more like committed relationship or anything. And yeah, then I started like kind of having my heart crack open and like some tears. And then, yeah, I finally kind of was like, Oh my God, you idiot. I love you. <laughs> like, duh. Cause yeah, I think you had some story as well that I was just like, I don't know. There was some resistance it. there and, you know, like, like, like a lot of us have to letting love in and, and it was it was after that weekend of really kind of intentionally cracking open and connecting on so many levels and and just kind of letting it be it kind of just emerged didn't it naturally and, uh, mm. and it was yeah it was, it was it was a beautiful moment too when i when i when i was taking it back like whoa like i could feel that on on multiple levels and uh, mm. yeah it was that was when i knew it was real yeah <laughs> Yeah, because I think I'd been trying to like telepathically like let him know I was in love with him for ages and be like, you know what I feel, right? And then he's just like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a clearer message. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he must obviously know that I'm madly in love with him, right? But it was interesting to be like, okay, no, like it's, he's got his resistances too. I'm like, I get this a lot, so, you know. <laughs> And then, yeah, not long after that was my car crash. And that's where things got really 
more complicated, I guess. We had our kind of honeymoon opening and then, yeah, like one day I was about to come home and I got hit by a drug driver and uh, Tristan got to come out and witness me and that. And um, luckily it wasn't too bad, even though I'm still injured a year later, but I got like whiplash and a thumb injury and car um, written off. And... Yeah, my car written off and Tristan had to move into carer role. And this is where both of us have a lot of trauma. Um, and where like my last relationship broke down was around me being injured and sick and having to be taken care of. <laughs> so this was, yeah, an interesting, really rough time where we kind of went into a lot of our like trauma woundings, um, you know, some beautiful moments of care and love, but there was also like, yeah, I mean, for me, like feeling like a burden, like having my, um, you know, not being able to like contribute and give because like I'm in recovery and all this kind of stuff. And you had your kind of like martyr care pieces as well. Yeah. So it was a beautiful opportunity to work through that. And this is only what, three, four months into our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty early on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was like very rough. And, uh, we went away on holiday and it was like really challenging as well. Like, cause I was, my nervous system was just getting <laughs> completely destroyed. I was getting really sick from it all. And, um, yeah, I had like this thumb injury, so I couldn't like help with, <laughs> with any stuff. And yeah, it just got um, super challenging. And it, it was bringing us to a point where we actually almost broke up at one point, like after the holiday. Um, and yeah, we were really finding this challenge between like wanting like a secure attached, like both of us, you know, we we're getting to the point where we're like, we want commitment. If we're going to get here, like it was kind of getting past lover and into a point where it's like, are we primary partners? Is that what's real for us? I think it's important for people listening to this to understand the context in which, how we defined our relationship all through this and yeah. up to these points, uh, because there was as much as we spoke about the things that we wanted and didn't want and, you know, there was definitely this commitment piece um, in me, and I'll speak to my experience around, um, you know, a bit of a resistance to, to committing. Um, and there was some, some practical as well as, um, you know, uh, we don't know, but like, uh, it, like heartfelt reasons for me to, to kind, of, kind of need to, to, to keep one foot keep one foot kind of out really actually mm -hmm. um which i think is an important point because you know we we hit these points in our relationship which really called for us to lean in more and you know was the car crash and then you know then how your health precipitated from there um which kind of led us to this point that we're talking about now this this uh um this this dive into the underworld as if, if we kind of put it within the context of the hero's journey this 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 moment of challenge yeah yeah, and I know I was reading Polysecure at the time as well because, you know, we're in some kind of fluid, open dynamic, but we've been mostly just with each other for this time, but we still consider it an open dynamic even if we're not actively um, dating all the time. But, yeah, there was just, like, this real question of, like, the primary, you know, is this a primary relationship? Are we lovers? And things were just getting a little bit, like, confusing and blurry and... Um, and I didn't have the knowledge of the 
Uh, there was a couple of key things I was missing at this point that later on really filled in a lot of the things that you were going through because I wasn't like I was not clued up on attachment theory and and how trauma plays out uh, well in relationships as detailed as I do now, which is which is very very powerful and useful things to to understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so there was like. Yeah, because a lot of the time our relationship, we were really defining it as just being like totally in the present moment, no need for structures or definition, like just whatever is alive is there. And, you know, I think that's a really beautiful thing to explore. But then there also comes to this point where it's like if you want to build a life together and if you're trying to like <laughs> kind of grow, um, then there, there does need to be a level of commitment. So, yeah, we were just trying to, I guess, figure out, like, are we actually committing to this? And we went to have a talk on a beach um, when things were really confusing. And uh, sadly for me, I got the, the no at that point in time that, like, it wasn't a full yes to going into a committed primary relationship. And I was getting to that point where that's what I, what I felt like I needed because I wanted this safety um, and I was having this internal kind of debate between the part of me that wants like total freedom and like loving presence, acceptance in the moment, don't need definitions, don't need external things, like whatever's alive in my heart in this very moment is enough. But then like also the understanding of attachment theory, attachment trauma, relationship dynamics, um, and you know, the way that, yeah, we create safety and commitment and relationships and um, that those two parts can feel very conflicting. It's sort of like the spiritual side and then the like, um, embodied reality side, it feels like, and sometimes they go together perfectly and sometimes they really conflict. Um, so when Tristan was a no at that point in time, um, then it was difficult for me because I remember you were sort of like, oh, I wanted to go back to just kind of being lovers and keeping this a bit more like, um, fluid. And I was like, I don't know if I can at this point in time like it kind of feels like an all or nothing almost now because of that attachment piece because you feel that that attachment had been created at a level such that you that's what you required to to be in that in relating with be relating with me yeah and because everything that i was um reading at the time as well and like the things that define other secure attachment i was like but that's what we have like we're really good at this secure attachment thing but then like yeah it just wasn't working and, and... i was like what's secure attachment <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah and then i don't know so we were kind of like playing with that and i was getting a bit sad and looking at moving out because i was like all right this is just getting too hard to like live together and it wasn't really working and um you know like especially with me still being very injured and very sick. Um, then, you know, Tristan was ending up in a more caregiver role, which he didn't really sign up for. And it was quite early in the relationship to be ending up in a caregiver role. And um, so it was just, yeah, bringing up a lot of trauma for both of us. And, but then I was listening. Because my, because my background is that I've had a lot of um, relationships on many levels in my life that have required me to take that care role, which, you know, which I've, 
which I've stepped up to and I'm mm. quite proud of how I've handled. Um, but there's this point in my life that I was actually at was this is this this stage of my life is about me and I need to make me a focus for a change. And so there was that was all all up in the mix. So. Yeah, <laughs> which was triggering my like, this is the time where I need to be cared for because I've always like been independent even while I'm sick and I just want to be cared for so I can finally get past this thing. So it was like both of our like woundings were coming together and our were like intentions were opposite of like how to deal with that so that was not a fun time and yeah but then I was listening to this amazing book like the deepest acceptance and you know it was saying like I know just around like yeah, a lot of deep acceptance of like pain and life and love and all this kind of stuff it's like really really beautiful book that I highly recommend um and yeah I was just kind of having this moment of being like you know, my, my heart, like wanting to close off and close him away and be like, well, if you're not going to give me the secure attached relationship that I want, then I'm just going to like shut my heart to you and turn away and, um, put it in a box and kind of, you know, if you're not going to live up to my standards of what I need for safety, then like, fuck you pretty much. And, um, so that like kind of petty piece. And then I was starting to recognize that. And I was like, diving in and I'm like you know what like like no matter what I do and no matter what happens with us like there is this huge love in my heart that just wants to overflow out to him like ever since I've known him I've just fucking loved the shit out of this guy I don't know why but like that love's there and like why should I withhold it even if he doesn't want to be in a relationship with me and so yeah there's just a moment where I kind of shared that and I was like yeah like look even if you don't want to talk to me ever again or you don't want to be in a relationship with me like I still love you anyway and you know I'm not going to stop myself from loving you even if we're not in a relationship and that's fine I'm just coming into acceptance around that I can Um, I can still feel that moment in my body there's this so much contraction or this time around so many so many different things but when when you told me this I can just I can feel it now just just my heart just opened my expanded in like in in, it's like it was an heart explosion and just everything opened up and was just uh, kind of it's hard it's hard to describe but it just was just much much more expansive open accepting space I wasn't so contracted and closed and defensive I kind of opened up into this like well oh it's okay I can I can also enjoy what is here too Mm. um, and open up into that love which was which was profound Absolutely, yeah, totally profound. And it was a total game changer in our relationship. And actually, we did end up then going into a committed relationship after, which is the kind of funny we created- thing of reality where it's like, all right, once I fully accepted and like let go and was like, okay, I'm going to step more into this like unconditional love that isn't based on like him aligning to any idea that I have around like how I should be loved or what love should look like or whatever and just acknowledging like okay just like him being him and his essence and his soul like my heart loves it (laughs) and that's all there is to know and everything else is like you know relative (laughs) Mm, such soothing sweet soothing medicine I guess I could say it was healing it was a healing to receive Um, Mm, and and then and allowed us to continue to be in this state of relating as we kind of reformed and and then and then allowed us to get to know each other again mm. from that place and then to make uh, it was very clear the, the what was there for us and the commitment that I was ready to make I remember when we were having our usual 
relationship check-in in in Adelaide and it was like we'd already been through so much and and so much had been healing and moving through us and it was just an amazing space to be and I was like yes I'm I'm here for this mm. um yeah been here for it since yeah yeah so then on our one year anniversary we had like a commitment ritual which was really beautiful as well because it was really around yeah that time where we were like shifting into like okay like we're going to see what it's like to go all in and to really put both feet in you know for both of us and so it's probably yeah so that was like a year into our relationship and um yeah then we we really like let go of all the old stories and you know cold in what we were stepping into and there was still resistance in me at this point because like i'd then you know had this idea that like he wasn't there for commitment and he wasn't wanting to commit to me so even then when he's showing up to commit i was sort of like ah, i don't know this is this is different to what i've, I've known so it's still like a, a bit of readjusting but it's been really beautiful to like um, just see also like every time that we have had these like really vulnerable, like intense, um, experiences and like, you know, really admitted and like accepted, like some of our inner child traumas or, um, you know, relational issues, like whenever we've had like these raw conversations about it that are really edgy, like it's always just brought us deeper together and often there's been like this really hot passionate eroticism energy that comes in as well like after we've shed a few tears and got really vulnerable then suddenly it'll be like whoa hello (laughs) that's what was hiding behind all that (laughs) yeah (laughs) all those feels yeah so it's just yeah I guess really like taught me just how much like going into those places and going into that truth and vulnerability, like how much more like love and passion and like playfulness as well. Like it's often when we stop being playful, um, with each other that there, there's some kind of like lingering (laughs) doom energy. And once we clear that, then we're just like total children again as well. Like really bring that playfulness back, which is something that, you know, really connects us is Mm. we might seem like serious to people in workshops and stuff, but we're actually total (laughs) idiots. (laughs) Queerdos. Call us queerdos. The queerdos. Yeah. It's a beautiful benchmark actually to know, Mm. you know, when things aren't, some things need to be addressed that you know, the play is gone. Mm. Um, yeah. I think it's important to say, like, at this point, we have, by the time we did our one-year anniversary ritual, you'd moved out of that original place we were living into, into this beautiful place in the country, and then I moved out from the place we were living into my own place, and then that situation got a little bit unstable, and now we consciously made the decision to move in together, to mm. live together. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, been a beautiful journey. But I think that is worth a whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the, like, moving in thing. Oh, <laughs> so many episodes. Yeah, yeah, we, we took some notes of, like, a few of these, like, really big turning point um, things that we want to talk about. And I'm like, wow, like, all of those are kind of an episode we, We've covered each. one. We've covered one. Yeah, we covered one big thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's always it's a beautiful space way to for start. more. Unconditional love. Yeah. The power of it. Yeah. And also just that surrendering into love, I think, was um, a big theme for me here. And what I really noticed when I've talked to some other people with their um, 
you know, big, deep love, uh, conscious relationships is that a lot of us, like we weren't going out there trying to, to fall in love and trying. And like, often when you are like, I want to get married, I want a partner, I want this. Then you like project on your partner, but like, there was no kind of projections here. Cause neither of us were like actively <laughs> seeking a relationship. It was like, but then someone's popping up that just ticks all the box boxes that you didn't actually <laughs> like make a list. Of. Surrendering to love or submitting to love. Submitting, yeah. <laughs> we, got, we, we got heavy armed a few times in there didn't we yeah we were getting dumbed into it hard by the universe admit just like fucking admit it you're in love just go okay i'll stop resisting okay i'll commit (laughs) yeah but it's been beautiful and like i really enjoy our relationship and um yeah the amount of like stories we've been able to rewrite together even just like in a year and a half like it feels like we've gone through like years worth of processing compared to like a lot of other relationships I've been in and, and we, couples that I know and like we like and we were lucky that we'd both done a lot of work prior to mm. meeting that point uh like there's we'd been through the fires of 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 unhealthy toxic misaligned um relating um Mm. and learn from those lessons and and when we met each other like at that point we were we were really ready to kind of um um, we picked out a lot of weeds from our garden ready to start spending some of the energy to plant some beautiful flowers yeah absolutely (laughs) and i was so grateful like that was one of my things after my last relationship was like if i am going to get in a relationship again i wanted to be someone that's already started like doing the work and you know when we say the work it's like you know some kind of like therapy coaching unwinding workshopping like getting to know your demons doing some shadow work and integration i was really like oh yeah like i want someone that's already you know been doing this um so that i'm not having to like guide it all and i was really grateful that tristan had already done like you know ista trainings and workshops and you know had like a lot of self-awareness and you know i obviously doing this professionally <laughs> like have a lot of tools and it's so nice having someone that's like not in resistance to like doing a communication thing where we set a timer and do a practice together like um it's been so good to from the start be able to dive into like actually using tools and practices um because a lot of couples like have so much resistance to that until things are falling apart and then they're like okay fine i'll try setting a timer and doing that practice but i found like just doing that from the start um really helped us set like different kind of foundations and a different level of depth in our relationship which I really love. Me too. Yeah. And even now, like, even though our relationship's fucking rocking, we're still seeing it a coach and taking it to even new levels. Yeah. That was a beautiful opportunity. Mm. Shout out to Shiana. Yeah, Shiana, you rock. rock. (laughs) Um, Taking it to even greater heights and deeper depths. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, yeah, I guess that's enough for today. Is there anything else you want to share, babe? Uh, No. Loving this journey with you and mm. loving life with you so yeah. thanks for having me on your show <laughs> yeah and many more episodes to come with this babe mm-hmm. um yeah and also we're oh yeah we're running a course for couples together as oh. well oh my god oh, wow. that's why we're even doing this episode was oh. to plug it oh really oh yeah this is this is a 
good time. Yeah, it's a perfect time. So we are putting together a course called Awakening Through Intimacy, which is pretty much like putting together all these tools and stuff that have helped us like pull ourselves out of the nose dives and out of the trauma cycles and, you know, step into new levels of love and commitment and pleasure and passion and all that kind of mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited that Tristan's going to be co-facilitating because he's a really good facilitator. Like he's not, um, you know, professionally branded as one, but he's been helping me with lots of workshops and he balances me out really well. Mm-hmm. The yin to my yang, yang mm-hmm. to my yin, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, if you're curious, then you can check that out and get some more information on it and come on a journey with us into, yeah, exploring this kind of work. Yeah, and to find out the possibilities of your relationship in a way that is compassionate, loving, spacious, and yeah, that's, a, that's an exciting proposition. And Mm. <laughs> yeah so we'll put a link in the description so you can check it out if you're interested if you're in a relationship and you want to dive in and yeah also if any other coaches are listening and they want help with their marketing then you can also hit up Tristan because uh, he's great cool <laughs> alright much love everyone thank you Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it inspiring. You can connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and through my website, sensualartistry.com and sensualarts.school, where you can get some freebies and sign up to my mailing list to stay in touch. Hope to see you again soon.